What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special early week edition of 48 Minutes. Uh, normally, the show does go up as our Wednesday show. But hey, mine and Sean's favorite team, the Chicago Bulls, fired their head coach for whatever. Um, but we felt with the Hoiberg firing, we had to go ahead and put the show up a day early. So we recorded it pretty quickly, got our info out. Uh, before we do get started, I'm taking some time this week to shout out former 48 Minutes team member, current host of the PlayStation Forecast, Alex Derrickson. Um, Alex is a, still a really good friend of ours, obviously. Really appreciate everything he did for the 48 Minutes team before he moved on to do his own thing with the PlayStation Forecast. So we thought it'd be a good idea to do a shout-out to Alex for an event he is hosting at Taft's Brewporium here in Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be Thursday, December 13th from 5 to 8 p.m., where he's going to be playing some video games with some people, and he's going to be kind of really taking some time to raise money for Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And also, it's going to be run through Extra Life. So how it works is Taft is excited to help Alex to further his cause by hosting a video game night at Taft's Proporium. Come play games with or against Alex on our large projector for just $1, and we'll give all the money made to Alex's Extra Life Fund for Cincinnati Children's. Taft will also match all proceeds donated. Career games available, or bring your own, Rocket League, UFC 3, Dive Kick, Jackbox Party Pack, which you can play on your phone. So, shout out to Alex for doing a really cool thing. Uh, we're excited, we're proud of you for all this work you're doing. So, wanted to make sure we got that in before the show got started, like we did on Shot Callers this week. Without further ado, here's Sean and I. About 35 minutes worth of Fred Hoiberg uh, firing talk, so if you're not a Bulls fan, you'll probably get some laughs. If you are a Bulls fan, you feel our pain. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Whoop, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Now you just got with it, but they hear what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes. So um, I'm already laughing, and we just haven't even got to the show yet, but uh, Fred Hoiberg got fired today. Are you laughing because you're wearing a Chicago shirt and it's kind of, you know, a joke? Um, I mean, yeah. You're a big joke right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we've all agreed for a long time that Fred Hoiberg wasn't the guy. Um, it's just now it feels like... I kind of feel bad for him in a sense, only because no one's been healthy this year. He's had no chance to play with a good team. Um, you know, Chris Dunn's played one game. One game. Lori Markin has played one game. Bobby Portis has played three or four games. Yeah. He's basically like run, ran out there with Levine, Holiday, and Wendell Carter every night, and hoping to God they can win with those three. Yeah, and and you gotta. <laughs> There's so many things that have wrong, went wrong for the Chicago Bulls it. just over like the last four years, and yeah. we're gonna go through them. But, but trading him the day after, or two days after he finally gets Laurie Markkinen back, brings him off the bench, scores ten points. Of course, they lose. Big surprise. I think what are they lost nine of the last ten or ten of the last eleven, something like that. They are the worst team in professional basketball right now. They are so terrible, it's not even funny. The people that – the product that they are putting on the floor right now is a complete joke. I mean, the Knicks are better right now. I mean, that's think about that for a minute. Do you think it's funny that he gets fired the day after Derrick Rose comes out and talks about how he's so much happier here because he can kind of take his time instead of when he was in Chicago? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he threw, <laughs> threw the through the uh, – the office, the front office under the bus a little bit there, yeah. threw a little shade their way. Mm-hmm. Um, the happiest I've been in a long time, coming and not worry about the media like I did when I had to worry in Chicago. Or dealing with the front office like I did in Chicago. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> let's go back. Yeah. How, <clears throat> let's, we, let's go back to the, to the firing of tips. No, we're going to go back further. Oh. We're going to go back further. We're going to go back 15 years ago. <laughs> to his days as a bull player? As As... Is John Paxson took over uh, this this team? Okay. Okay. So that long ago, 2003, he was able to bring in Kirk Heinrich. Mm-hmm. Following season, Andre Snocioni, 
Luol Deng, Ben Gordon, all those guys. Kyle Korver. Kyle Kyle Korver wasn't there. Oh yeah, no, that was later. No, that was later. So brings in this young team. They bring on Scott Skiles. He's a good coach. He's able to really like get some. He's able to grit these players through being mediocre, and and really got the best out of them. Okay, they go out and they get Ben Wallace. It's like their big. It's their big uh, free agent steal of 2006, and they are instant contenders the next year. Okay. After that, they sucked. They fired Skiles. They went through Jim Boylan, the other Jim Boylan. Oh, yeah. Jim Boylan the first. Brought him in for a season. That was terrible, or a half season. And then brought on Vinny Del Cocho as Alex likes to call him, <laughs> um, who I believe had a complete 500 record for his entire span with the Bulls. Total average coach. Terrible. They luck out. They get Derrick Rose. And then they have this wonderful team that's bestowed upon them. The Joakim Noah team, Luol Deng, everybody was just fantastic on the squad. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with booze. And there was front office problems then. I don't know if anybody remembers the... Uh, Vinny Del Negro uh, choking incident from from John Paxson. Oh, yeah. So so that happened, okay, which is funny to me because that was kind of brushed under under the, the table, right? We don't we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about it, actually, until you brought it up. Like, like nobody ever brings that up, and it's like, Paxson should have left, lost his job there. That should have been it. That wasn't something that should have should have been internal or anything. When that came out, they should have let him go. But there is is there's no one reporting to anyone on this team. Who runs this team, Tim? I think Bill Cartwright actually might be the coach again soon. You think Bill Cartwright might be the coach again? <laughs> See, I mean that's the kind of stuff. Like Skiles might come back next year. You know, right, I mean, you know. I mean, I don't know. But Tibbs is probably going to get fired from Minnesota. Tibbs is going to get fired from Minnesota, and Hoiberg is going to take his vice president job there. I know it's going to happen. He has ties there. He still has, you know, ties with Glenn Taylor and stuff. He's probably going to end back up there. How funny would that be? It'd and on be top hilarious. of that, he's going to be getting paid twenty four million from the Chicago Bulls next season. So it's amazing. It is so. Vinny Del Cocho goes out. Tibbs comes. He's the best coach the Bulls have had in a long time. He is. He is. He he gets the best out of this team. Uh, Derrick Rose wins an MVP. Joakim Noah wins a Defensive Player of the Year. This is a good team. This is a great team. Mm-hmm. One. It, it it's one of the best Bulls squads ever, besides the Michael Jordan era. That ends up going sour because of Gar Foreman. They bring this bozo in who looks like Bert from Sesame Street. They bring him in. He. He does nothing. He decides he wants to replace everyone with Iowa State uh, connections because he's connected to Iowa State. He had connections to Tim Floyd. The reason why Gar Foreman is even in Chicago is because of Tim Floyd. So, so, and Tim Floyd was sold on coaching Michael Jordan. Sold <laughs> yeah, like... on it. So, so, <laughs> so, so. When you go back and you look at that, they traded away for Doug McDermott. Traded a ton away for Doug McDermott, Gary Harris, a bunch of stuff. And they traded him away for nothing. They have Cameron Payne still on their roster. I just want to go ahead and bring that back uh-huh. up. Okay. And now we're at a point where Gar has brought in his guy. And I, I'm going to bring this up as well. The, for one full season, we knew that, that Hoiberg was going to be the coach of the Bulls before it actually happened. Oh, yeah, that was that – was, was it, was, no it, was pre, it was premeditated. Like everybody knew that was going to happen, correct? Yeah, it was so, actually talked about an article in The Athletic today where um, – let me get the name again. Here it was. Forget, I don't mean to steal your thunder. No, no sure. Go ahead. Um, keep talking. I'll get, keep talking and I'll get to it. So, so Gar Foreman is able to bring his guy in. He's able to bring in Fred Hoiberg. And Fred is 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 handpicked by Foreman. He was handpicked a full year beforehand. And then they have the audacity to tell their fan base the day of Tom Thibodeau's firing that they are starting their coach search. And I think within four days, he was signed. And I mean, I remember Zach Lowe tweeting out, he's like, you know, I guess this is the day where Chicago goes after their goes on their their long-awaited coaching search, <laughs> you know, parentheses, and 
he he had the job. This guy was gifted a job of an NBA team, and they they were sold on his offense after these years and years of drudging in these defensive teams. They bring on this offensive-minded squad, and what do they do? What do they do? They bring Dwayne Wade and throw him on this squad. Yep. So he was he had he when when Hoiberg shows up on this team, they still ha- I think still had Noah. Yeah, Noah because yeah they Tosh. Did, because if you remember. Um, Hoiberg went on Lowe's podcast and was like, yeah, you know, Joakim said it would be a good idea to come off the bench. But he didn't. And he goes, I, I never said that. He never <laughs> said that. He never said it exactly. He's like, I, you know, I think it's good because Powell can start and I can come off the bench. No. No, no. no never no. happened. So so that never happened. So they put him on there. So Tosh Gibson played on this team. God bless him. Total professional. Yeah. Went through it. Jimmy Butler gotten many, many, <laughs> many scuffles with, with Hoiberg. And pretty much told him to his face that he's not a coach. Nobody respects you. And it's 100% true. And that was the thing with Fred Hoiberg. I think Fred Hoiberg's probably a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think people respect him as a coach. And I'm not sure he's ever going to get an NBA coaching gig again after this. Yeah. Because um, I'm actually – it was John Greenberg. That wrote John the Greenberg. Okay. Yeah. And he talked about – this is a, this is an excerpt from his um, article – I believe I was the first guy to link Hoiberg and the Bulls in print way back on May 1st, 2014. That was when Thibodeau was linked to the Lakers job opening. I didn't see that happening, but I wrote, in quotes, if I were totally wrong and this spark of a rumor turns into a bonfire, I think the, the Bulls' first call would, would be the to Iowa State coach Fred Hoiberg. The former Bull is highly respected in Chicago. General manager Gar Forms a former Iowa State assistant who came here with Tim Floyd, to kind of further your point. And then he goes on, he says... Um, there's something where he says, like, he goes to the matter where he apparently talked to Foreman about it, and Foreman talked about how he was, how, he didn't say that, he's like, well, Tibbs isn't going to get, he was trying to act like Tibbs held the job, but he's like, but, you know, Fred's really respected. <laughs> you know, that, that's, it's such, the, it's so bulls. The, the way that they treated Tom Thibodeau and Scott Skiles and Vinny Del Negro is reprehensible. I mean, it's, it's terrible. The even way they, Doug Collins. Even Doug Collins, yeah. Well, and then they... You know, there was there was talks for a minute that he was going to come back. Now he is currently with the organization. Yeah, he is a uh, advisor, I believe, or a scout or something for them. I mean, I don't know what kind of influence he has on that, but let's just go ahead and say it. this organization is the biggest dumpster fire in basketball right now. Yeah, they live off of one decade of excellence that yeah. almost wasn't. Yeah, you know. I mean, well, I mean, that's any decade of excellence, right? Is you're you're one you're one thing away from not being excellent. So yeah, but like honestly, it's like you go to a Bulls game. It's like yeah, we lost by forty tonight. But did you know Michael Jordan played for us? Here's the thing: Chicago is considered to be a a big market team, correct? Oh, for sure, one of the biggest markets in the NBA. Okay, why? I don't know. I mean, because it's a huge city, because Michael Jordan played there. Michael, because Michael Jordan played there. The and merchandise and it's a huge, is still a top seller. And, and the merchandise is a top seller. But it's still the coolest thing. But besides the NBA. that, if you're an NBA player, I mean, let's just let's just you know shoot the shit right now. You know. Why would you want to go there? Anthony Davis. Okay. If the Bulls were good, if the Bulls had a good squad and they were, you know, a four or five seed who looked they were like on the upward You'd have to think that someone like Anthony Davis, being from Chicago, would give that a whirl. Oh, yeah. But their front office has a reputation. Like, nobody likes them. No, not no at one. All. No one respects them, and everybody knows they're a joke. Even Steve Kerr today yeah. made a comment about how, how they had no chance. How, how, you know, Fred Hoiberg was given a team without talent. Yeah, he was. And, it, and it's true. Or they, they, they didn't, they brought him in with the, with the, you know, Thought that he was going to do his, his hoy ball thing, this this fast-paced offense, pace and space shit, and he never really got to do it. No. This was the one year he was going to be able to do it. He finally had his young squad, and Hoiberg made the choice. He's like, you know what, Robin, Lopez, you're going to sit on the bench. I'm going to start a 19-year-old over you. Fine. It's been great so far. It's been fine. I, I thought that was a good a good shot. But they bring in Jabari Parker this season. Right. 
okay, that was one of the dumbest moves ever. Yes. We talked about this, how we were kind of excited about it. We tried to talk ourselves into it a lot. Oh, I most definitely talked myself into it. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, we tried to. And it, it's all you can do to be a Bulls fan. you got to talk yourself into crap yeah, to you make remember, yourself feel better. I was excited when Wade came. I wasn't so excited about Rondo. Oh, yeah, I was shocked. I was, yeah. I was shocked about Wade. I was shocked about Rondo. Okay, and that, that era was terrible also. However, they didn't make the playoffs that year. Yes, they did. So they and didn't... they were up 2-0 on the one-seeded Celtics. They were. They were up 2-0 until Rondo got hurt. So... So all of that happens, and now we have Jabari Parker. We bring him in. The Bulls have two power forwards, two pretty pretty studly power forwards, yeah. and Mark and, and Bobby Portis. Uh-huh. I think they're both very talented players. The two of the they're probably what would you say? Would you say they're? I wouldn't say they're the best power forward tandem. No, 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 they're not. No, I'm not saying they're the best power forward tandem, but you'd say they're probably what top three on the team right now in terms of talent. Um, Markinen definitely. Would you say Portis would be, and then maybe Levine? Um, you're gonna put Levine. You're gonna put I Dunn. Still, I would say Carter. Put Portis. Carter. You want to put Carter over there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna put him there yet, but but in terms of of proven talent, I'm gonna say Bobby Portis is is done well. Sure. Yeah. He's, for a long time. So so and he broke someone's face. He and broke someone's face, and everybody benefited that from just it. Adds to the dysfunction as yeah exactly and it's like that's the kind of stuff that happens with with chicago and i and i'm sure over the next couple days more stuff's going to come out practices things that happen in practice you know players acting up it's going to happen stuff's going to leak out there it's not going to be from casey johnson though because he's too buddy buddy with the organization to go out and talk any shit about him so did you see um they said that part of the reason that they they like fired him before practice was the human element. They wanted to look him in the eye. They wanted to do it face to face. That's so weird. Yeah. You know what was really weird was when they let Vinny Del Negro go. They let him sit at the like the actual like like press conference table and he just took questions. <laughs> like it was the weirdest shit ever. Like then, that, then Mikael Bridges got drafted by the Sixers and talked about how excited he was to be in Philly and got traded. Yeah, yeah, this yes. is the kind of this yeah. is the kind of stuff that happens. So, so this this organization is trash. Mm-hmm. They they have no idea what they want to be. They their whole team is hurt right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Markkanen's coming back now. Jim Boylan is walking into a team and he's already said immediately. The first thing he said, "We're starting Markkanen on Tuesday." On Tuesday, in that, Indy, yeah, yeah, they're going to start him, which is the right choice. I think Fred would have probably done the same. Yeah. I imagine. So, so, but Jabari Parker, let's go back to that. Yeah, they brought him in. For 40 bill. They, where I was going with this, with Bobby Portis and Mark, and they had two two power forwards already, and they bring in a guy who's who's been, who's never been a, a small forward ever, really. No, never. No, he's he's been terrible in small forward minutes. So they think for some reason it's going to work, but it doesn't. And on top of that, I don't really think he's happy. No, he's not, and you kind of see it. Um, Jason Pat wrote an article about um, how bad he's been with media, and just you know, he's. I mean, this is a guy that openly came out and was like, "I don't play defense," you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and Zach Levine is having a hell of a season. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from what Zach Levine has done. He's done. He's done a great job this sure, year. Sure, absolutely. Um, he has been the only bright spot on this team. I mean, he doesn't play defense, but he's been an offensive weapon, one of the best players getting the basket. I would still still argue that Carter's been a bright spot. He's he has too. I agree. I agree too. I mean, I I think he's two years away from being an all out stud. Yeah, like, I think that's, you're that, right, that's how but... close he is already. Like at 19 years old, the stuff that he's doing right now, and the fact that they're let, they're giving him big minutes and letting him go out there and play through it, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah. What did the Bulls start doing now with rookies? Uh, well, Vinny Del Negro started coaching. He 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 let Derrick Rose start immediately. Yeah, but that's you know that's the number one player in, in the draft, and like some some coaches may not have done that. You yeah, know, they you remember like you remember Noah got suspended his rookie year. Like the the players suspended him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, the player suspension. See, that was another that was another bad year. So I think that was the last Skiles year. Actually, the boy that was the Boylan year. Yeah, that was the Boylan year. Nothing nothing was going right. How does this team write themselves at this point? Like, what did they do? Like Jim Boylan, now they went out today and they talked him up like he was the greatest. They it was like they just found him someplace, which is a bad sign for the Chicago Bulls because anytime the Bulls say I have full confidence, we're fucked. We're they, fucked. But they don't. But here's the thing that was most most trying about this whole thing. Fred Hoiberg was Gar Foreman's guy. This yes. was all his thing. John Paxson 
didn't didn't get a hair up his ass to be like, you know, let's go get Fred Hoiberg. This is all Gar Foreman. This is an Iowa State thing. Okay, this is all on Gar. But is it? Who signed off on all this shit? Nobody knows who runs the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I know. Like, like Nobody it- knows. And basically, you know, John Paxson and before Gar Foreman was uh, was promoted to uh, to GM, Paxson was about to leave. And basically they're like, whoa, 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 John. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We really like you. We're friends with you. So what you should do is we'll promote you to, you know, vice president of basketball operations and you can hire another crony. You know, we can promote another crony to your old job so, you know, he can do the day-to-day stuff so you can get out of it. So basically, he was in a job he hated. <laughs> he was about to leave because he's like, this is terrible. Right. They bring in Gar. And now I just – this is – I think this is all on Gar though. All of it. Like I think there needs to be – I don't know. There needs to be some sort of, of recognition of, of blame here. And, yeah. And Gar Foreman should be gone today. Yes, I agree. And I saw Paxson came out and said Foreman's 100% safe. Of course he is. So you talk about what can this team do to right itself. Um and it goes back to one thing we've been talking about all off season. Where I mean, all season going uh, sure. going back to the off season, yeah. and they will have a lot of money next year. But does it, it doesn't matter because it doesn't no one's matter. coming here. It doesn't matter. They're going to throw fifteen <laughs> to eighteen million and another Jabari Parker type guy. I know. I'm like trying to pull up spot track as we speak so I can see like who's the possibility. I will tell you this: currently, right now, how things sit according to Tankathon. So the Bulls right now are have the third worst record in basketball. Yeah. So right now, the, the, the new rules, the top three have a 14% chance of number one overall pick and a 52.1% chance at the top four pick. So okay. right now, them, the Cavaliers, and the Suns all have a chance at, at the Zion Williams and R.J. Barrett group. So that's really the hope. That's the hope. Is yeah. And here's the thing. If they, if they don't, if they if do— If they go on a winning streak, like this is, this is all waste. And they will. And they will because they always do. <laughs> no, the they December win streak, that's they'll, like— They'll do that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're going next season. Okay, say they say they end up winning. What, how many games have they won this year? Do you know? They are five and nineteen. That is. Is it really that bad? Yes. My God, it's terrible. And you remember, we thought with on paper they could win thirty five games. Oh, we, we were so full of shit. We, we were talking out of our ass. Do we know anything? We know nothing. What we know we... nothing. We were just we were just excited they signed Jabari. He was the answer <laughs> to all of our prayers. I was really excited about Wendell Carter, and I was decently excited about Chandler Hutchinson, but that was also one of those things where, like, the Bulls don't keep secrets. You just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And so I think that's what irritates me is there's no secrets with the Bulls. It's like it's kind of nice as a fan because it gives you content, but we go in these situations where you know what's going to happen immediately. I mean, you know, we probably we didn't know that Wendell Carter was going to be drafted by the Bulls, but only because we thought there was a chance he'd be taken before the Bulls drafted. Oh, yeah. That's basically the only secret we had. We knew the Jabari Parker thing was more than likely going to happen. I mean, I think I called that last year. Yeah, I mean, and that that was something that was something that was talked about. So it's not, uh, you know, it, it wasn't out of left field or anything. But, yeah, let's also go back to what's currently on the court for this team, what Jim Boylan is inheriting. Um, your best point guard is Ryan Archie Diakono. Who? <laughs> Grit. I'm gonna I'm gonna always just say who he's on the white boy checkerboard. Does, that we talked about not large. Does his dad year. know Gar? Probably, <laughs> probably. The second best point guard is Shaquille Harrison. Which, if you don't follow the Bulls, you probably don't know that name. Yeah, wasn't he on the Phoenix Suns? Yes. Okay. And you gave up. So I think where this the mismanagement has always irritated me has been just like how bad they've been with draft picks. Um, we are you know we talked about a lot. All the trades they've made, like all these guys they've given up, they've always found a way to lose draft picks. Like they can't handle draft picks. So the Denzel Valentine one I don't really fall for. It's the lottery. It was kind of a weak draft after like Simmons, Ingram, and guys. Sure, we're not going to blame him. It was, it was a mid-lottery pick. Yeah, exactly. It's and, the last and, lottery and, pick. And he was he was, he was a, a sharpshooter. He was a sharpshooter. He was a great player at Michigan State. Yeah, but so, he was also a senior, which goes with my thing. Like you don't draft seniors. I agree. Unless I mean Buddy Heald's like the exception of the rule right now. Okay, sure. The sure. only The only exception the only right exception. now. Um, not to reference Paramore there, but, um, you know, so the, let's go to the Butler trade was the, no, the Taj Gibson trade was before the Butler trade. 
The Oklahoma Ta- City Taj Chargers. Gibson was before that. Yeah. Yeah. So they give up Taj Gibson, Doug, Doug McDermott, and a second round pick yes. to get Anthony Morrow and Cameron Payne. Yeah. And uh, Joffrey How- Laverne. And and the fact that they brought they brought Payne on and they went ahead and they, you know, they went ahead with his contract. You know, they went ahead and extended it, or not extended it, but but picked up picked his option. Picked the option, like, immediately. Immediately. And he's been awful. Yeah, I mean, do you remember there was a time there, before Chris Dunn was here, that they were running out of point guard group where Rajon Rondo got hurt of Jaron Grant and campaign. I would rather have Jaron Grant, Same. Though. Yeah. He's at least athletic and has upside and has basketball IQ. He's one of those guys who has good games, though, from time to time. Yeah, I mean... He Cameron had... Payne does not. No. He I'll never forget not. the Jaron Grant game in Portland. Yeah. I'll yeah, never forget yeah. it. I mean... Or yeah. Butler was passing off to him to make baskets. Yeah, I just um, I, I I don't I don't know where they go from here at this point. Jim Boylan is going to I mean in in the worst nightmare for Bulls fans right now is that December, January or February streak that they'll end up going yes. on. They'll start playing some good basketball. The they do it bump. every year. They'll they'll get the, the coach new coach bump. bump yeah, the new coach bump's gonna happen. Um, Chris Dunn's going to come back soon. Bobby yeah. Portis, I believe, is practicing right now. Um, he's going to be back soon. So they're going to be in better shape than they were a couple weeks ago. Yeah. For sure. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But do all these pieces go together? No, not at all. Not, so that's not at all. Kind of going back to my other – my point that I was kind of making is, you know, with this mismanagement of trades, do you remember the night of the Butler trade? We were at your house. And yeah. we were we saw the trade and we went – Okay, well, they're not switched because at first it was like first round pick for Butler, Dunn, and um, Levine. And I was like, okay, as long as they don't have to swap picks, that's fine. Because at this point, Levine was just a dunk contest guy. Dunn had a terrible rookie year. And then all of a sudden, it's like 20 minutes later, um, it comes out that uh, they swapped picks. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did they swap picks? It's still. Why couldn't the Bulls have had two first round picks in that draft? Why? I mean, it was the Tibbs really go? We're swapping picks, and they went, okay. Like yeah, there was, there that was, there was, that, was no, like, that was that was the thing that really got me. It was like when that happened. It was like you know, I think Bill Simmons said it best. Like I didn't like this trade before, and then on top of that, they get a draft pick. Yeah, like none everyone of that should made have been sense. fired. Everyone right there. should have been fired. Yeah, and it's like, why would you give your co- your coach, your last coach, a top ten NBA player? Not only that, a first-round draft pick. Albeit they took Justin Patton. He's been terrible. But no, he's, no, he's gone now. He's, yeah, he's, he's in, in Philly. He's, 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 on Phil- the he's with Butler He's with again. Butler again. Yes. Yeah, so that's fine and everything. And the Bulls right now, if we're looking at it right now, the Bulls have not won the Butler trade. No. They have not. Because Robert Covington has done well for, for Minnesota right now. But he wasn't really – he wasn't in the Bulls trade. I know, but that's – this is all – this has all happened because <laughs> of it. This is all the butterfly effect of the Bulls trade. You understand? So so Robert Covington has done well. So basically the Timberwolves traded away Laurie Markkinen and uh, – Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. And Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, and they got Rocco and – Dario Saric. Yes. And they get a draft pick or something, too? Uh, get some draft a couple picks second rounders. A couple think. second rounders. So it's probably – it's helped out it, – it's probably helped out the Sixers more than anything. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely it's helped the Sixers more than so, anything. So, of those three teams, one has a chance to be really, really good. The others have a yeah, chance to be, yeah. you know, the so, Bulls. So say the Bulls don't get a, a, a stud this summer. In the draft, so they don't get Zion or so Romeo or Nasir or R.J. Barrett or any of those guys. Yeah, but would you say they would have to really fuck up to not get one of those guys? Okay, but where do you, where would you say the talent drop off is there? So this is probably about a seven eight player draft. Okay, um, but okay. but you we're talking we're talking like we're looking at it 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 Zion and Romeo. The, are those are those game changing? I think Zion Williams is for sure a game changer, but his okay. primary position is the four. Okay, well that's fine. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't. That doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. But I'm thinking you like, make moves. Right. I don't have an issue with them taking like a Jay Morant from Murray State, who I've been talking about a lot. Yeah, you've been talking about him a lot. Yeah, I don't have an issue. I mean, this draft can probably go down to. They want to be in the top five. But we're talking like franchise changer. You're saying there's probably one guy here. That's no, probably, I'd say there's probably about three or four. So there's three or four for sure game changers. Yes, yeah, I mean the changers. three Duke kids. Okay, okay. The three Duke wings between okay. Barrett, Reddish, and Williamson. So, 
you're saying they need to get a top four pick. Yeah, they have to. I mean, that's the only. They have to get this. That's and, the only really, glimmer of hope. So they don't get that. Say they say they drop to seven. Say they drop to seven this year. This year has been a loss. Right now, Tankathon has Romeo Langford at seven. Well, that's that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That's fine. But but say that you know last season was a wash, which it was. This season's a wash, which it is. When did the fans check out finally? Because I'm 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 getting there. I I am. I mean, so I watched the game on Saturday night when Larry Marketing came back, but I, I'm tuning out though. Yeah, I'm not. You know, they're not my. Like, I don't get pissed off when they lose right now. You know, because I oh, want the, I want them to lose. Yeah, you do. You want them to put in that effort and lose by one point at the yeah, end. Yeah, because that's what I mean. Micah Adams made that point. He's like, the Bulls are doing everything right right now as far as like on the floor, like be competitive, expose they, young talent. They have and been lose competitive. They're just they're just they're just terrible. They're just terrible. They are they're terrible. terrible. They're defensively the worst team in basketball right now. Which we kind of saw coming. I mean, we were sitting in this very room watching Clay Thompson break the three-point record in the first half just yeah. about yeah i mean and it's it's it is what it is man it is what it is um with that being said where did the bulls finish if you were if you were a betting man because i also think there's going to be a trade during the trade deadline they're gonna they're gonna make some moves so honestly i still don't think they're as bad as atlanta i still okay. think atlanta's probably bad um i mean there's one team right now if you look at the west that's just out one and that's insane to me. It's you know so like they're probably one of the three or four worst teams in the NBA. Who's so. the worst team in the West right now? Phoenix. So Phoenix is Phoenix is Phoenix has no way of coming back. Yeah, but at the same at the same <clears throat> point at the same time, Phoenix. I, I don't think they necessarily have a a terrible coach. And I don't. We don't think, know anything about him yet. We don't really know anything about him. And and on top of that, they've drafted very well recently. Sure, yeah. So, which they talked about that on Shot Callers last yeah, night. Yeah, they've drafted very well. Yeah. So, so I think um, you know, so they're they're definitely one of the four worst teams. They need to stay as one of the four worst teams. And the schedule is beneficial to that because the schedule coming up for them still really sucks. Even after that wing where they played Boston tomorrow, Indiana, that's going to be terrible, you know. So, it's it's like they still have all these games coming up that you're like, "Uh, eh, you know, sure. And so I'm looking right now. So this is what they have coming up. Tomorrow, Indiana. Friday, OKC. Saturday, Boston. <laughs> Monday, Sacramento. Oh who's God. better than them? Yeah. Um, Thursday next week at Orlando. Better than them. Every team is better than them. <laughs> I still don't think the Hawks are better than them. Okay, maybe not the Nets either. I think the Nets are better you than the You think the Nets are better than the Bulls? Oh, yeah, dude. Ooh. D'Angelo Russell's been really good. He has to be. They but, have no one else. Well, when they get... I mean, Karis LeVert before he had that terrible yeah, injury. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, Jared Allen's been good for them. He's been he's been solid. He's yeah. been solid. He's not a good offensive player at all. But I think, I mean, I would probably take 28 rosters over the Bulls right now. No, 27. Wow. Yeah. This is this is where we're at. Yeah, and that's... I mean, a lot of that's health. Um, a lot of that is kind of just like talent evaluation. But... Yeah, here's a crazy number. Here's a crazy stat for 2018. Sure, sure. Ready? You know the only coach who hasn't been fired in the Central Division in 2018? The, t- the calendar year, not the basketball season. Tell me. Nate McMillan. Really? So, Milwaukee fired um, Jason Kidd. Sure. And Joe Prenti. Cleveland fired Ty Lue. Okay. Chicago fired, obviously, they fired uh, Fred Hoiberg. Um, who the hell else is in the Central? Um, God, this is bad of me right now. Central Milwaukee. They fight. Yeah, Chicago. So let me look at. So I'll look at the division. So man, we are terrible tonight. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit Fire Steve Van Gundy. Yeah, and yeah. You mean the 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 good the good Central team? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they actually asked Nate McMillan about that. They said you're the only coach in the Central Division that's been fired in the last year, and he goes, "That's not good." All he needs to do is win coach of the year, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, overall, I think that, you know, it, this was a curious move. I think the Bulls are still very delusional. Um, but I don't necessarily 100% hate that Fred Hoiberg's not the coach anymore. I just wish there was a better plan. I agree. I agree. We ready for a trade rumor? Yeah. 
let's, when we come back, we'll give you our crazy trade rumor of the week, brought to you by Sean Mackey's Instagram searches. And now it is time for the bad trade rumor of the week. And welcome to this week's edition of the Trade Rumors of the Week, where um, Sean and I do this thing where we just go and find awful trades on the internet that people come up with, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or ourselves on the trade machine, and we just run with them. Uh, Sean actually didn't get to do the last time we did the segment. It was when Kyle filled in for you. Okay. But, uh, Sean, you have a Instagram trade rumor that you just have to share. So Actually, it's a Twitter one. It's oh, a it's a Twitter, Twitter one. one. However, I did see it on Instagram. All so right. we'll count it on that. I just can't find the post because trying to find stuff you sell on Instagram earlier in the morning is just needle in a haystack, man. Yeah, I feel It's yeah. terrible. So our, our bad trade rumor of the week comes from Heavy.com from Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Okay, so the Anthony Davis trade rumors are heating up. Yes, they are. They are really, really heating up. So um, this is what we're getting from uh, from Scoop B right now. Per source, to match salaries, KCP will be dealt. So he's gonna be he's be gonna be part of that. He's eligible to be traded after December fifteenth. If it's a straight up deal with the Pelicans, Lonzo will be in the deal. Okay. Okay. The Lakers will also be asking for Alfred Payton in return. <laughs> the question is, why? <laughs> Don't you want a point guard duo of Rajon Rondo and Alfred Payton? So, also, I mean, we were going to have to talk about this. So, they're going to have to give up Lonzo Ball. Yeah. For I mean, for this thing. You're going to have to give up. And the walking brick known as Brandon Anthony Negro. Anthony Davis is a top three player right now. Yeah. he He could, I mean... He goes back in my mind between two and three. Um, we've had discussions on shot callers about him potentially being one. He could be one. He could be one. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put him right now optimistically at two or three. Sure. So at that point, you get a player like him. So you're gonna have to give up a little bit for him. Oh, so, as you should. Obviously. So Lonzo, KCP, and probably Brandon Ingram. All three of those. I am totally content with getting rid of Brandon Ingram. Are you cool with it? Yeah. Okay, you're cool with it. Why so, do I want a small forward that shoots 63% from the line? Well, I, I just I don't think we're there yet with him. I don't think we're there yet. I mean, he's played better without LeBron. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like we get one more year under the belt. I can make an we we can make an accurate, you know, assumption of of what he is at this point. So, but LeBron's not getting any younger. No. So, why would the Lakers want Alfred Payton? <laughs> I honestly, honestly, I, I will, I will kind of defend him here. Okay, go ahead. He's been pretty good this year when he's played. He's been hurt. He's I mean, been, he, he broke his finger. I mean, he 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 broke. No, he he was hurt before he broke the finger. Right. I think he's played three games this year, Tim. <laughs> I'm gonna so, look this up. Actually. So, because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I don't think he's played very much. Uh, six games. Six games. So, and he was okay. He was okay. He's usually a fantasy stud because he averages that 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 pseudo triple double. Yeah, he's, right now he's getting nine, five, and five. Yeah. So he's got he's 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 putting up uh, uh, what do they call Rajon Rondo numbers? No, he's not putting up Rajon Rondo numbers. He's putting up um, who's that? Uh, who's that player? Brandon Ingram shoots sixty four percent from the free throw line. That's terrible. That's awful. That That's terrible. unacceptable. That is, like, if you're an NBA player, that is unacceptable. Like, I get LeBron's having a bad year at the line, but it's still 76%. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know. But, so... 33% from three. So, here's the thing, though. You trade away Lonzo Ball, okay? Rajon Rondo or Alfred Payton is your starting point guard. For a year. For a year. So Damian Lillard's available. So you think Damian Lillard is the missing piece to this squad? I'm not saying that, but, I mean, it's been long talked about that LeBron has interest in playing with Damian Lillard. I mean... Don't you think Magic Johnson sees that and goes, make my guy happy while I can? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I just don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel right about trading Lonzo. Okay. So, he's been pretty darn good defensively. Lonzo Ball has. He's a big guard. Yeah, he I, should I know, be. I know, but um, 
you know, and I, I think he's a he's a good facilitator. Yeah, yes. But in this day and age of point guards, yeah. I mean, let's look all over the league right now at point guards. You know, how many guys are defensive first point guards anymore? Pat Beverly, Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn, <laughs> who has played one game this year. Yes. Um, but you know, let me think about it. Even Brooklyn, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers have, even though they have Pat Beverly, they still have Shea. Yeah. Who's kind of really coming from a pretty good offensive yeah, player? Yeah, true, true. Um, Houston obviously has Chris Paul, who's kind of kind of finally showing age, whether he's actually on the floor. Um, and like Alfred Payton's kind of that same tone, but I feel like point guard has kind of gotten away from past first point guards, besides like Kyle Lowry. And yeah, yeah, but I just Ben Simmons. Don't we want to see? Oh, a, I love facilitating point don't, guards. Don't you want someone who's gonna? I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of it. I mean, every, we can't all be scoring point guards. But the NBA is basically all scoring point guards the way it's going. It, it is, it is. But when you got a team with LeBron, you got to get him the ball. I agree with you. I do. Okay. But you I got mean, a team with okay. Anthony Davis. Okay. You got to get him the ball. Use LeBron for that same point. Okay. When has he been at his best with point guards? True. Yeah. True. A uh, Mo Williams. Yeah, he could score. He wasn't Kyrie Irving, but he could score. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Mario Chalmers. He gave him some bu- some buckets that Miami really needed down the stretch. He did. Yeah. I mean, I like Mo Williams more than Mario Chalmers. I mean, a lot of people like Mo Williams more than Mario Chalmers. <laughs> but I mean, Mo Williams had a sixty point game one time. Yeah, at the end of his career. Yes. So it was a fifty point game. Oh yeah, fifty point game. Fifty four, I think something like that. Yeah, it was. It was dumb. It was crazy. It was dumb. It was another another uh, Timberwolves uh, dusting up there. And I honestly, I know what Michael Jordan's saying, but I would not count out the idea of the Lakers trying to go after Kemba Walker if he's a free agent. Oh, that that's going to happen. Because I mean, if you remember, LeBron basically told the Cavs, "If you guys get Kemba Walker, I'll stay." Was this, was this a conversation? Really? Was that the real conversation? I mean, you think, sure. You think they shook on that? I doubt it was that, but... It was like a like a pinky swear sort okay, of situation. Tell me this. If you you, you don't know Kevin Love's going to get hurt. Sure. And I'm, I'm not saying that, I, you know... Just, which, just is, which, is, which is... <laughs> right, I know. You but, should always assume that Kevin Love might get hurt. Don't you think that, like, if the Cleveland had pulled that trade to get Kemba Walker, that would have definitely piqued his interest to stay? I think that may have helped them win an NBA title. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, I think Kimball Walker would, would have severely helped that. Yeah. Because they had no point guards last year. Think about... Who started last year at the end of the season? Who was um, starting? God, who was their starting point guard? George Hill. It was George Hill. They brought now, him in. And he's going to be gone. That's right. That's you know, right. now the Corver deal happened. They're really going to start God, trying to... They are just veterans. as screwed as they were the last time he left. And it didn't look like it was going to be that way at first. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. At least now they kind of have some young guys that are, like, you can look forward to. Rodney Hood, Larry Nance. I like Larry Nance. Yeah, I know you do. And Colin Sexton's not bad. Yeah, okay. He's not. Sure. Cleveland's done, man. I'm not saying they aren't done. Burn that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there is no part of me that thinks they're a good basketball team. No, 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 no. There's no part of me that believes they will be a good basketball team. I mean, team. think about how much they had to go through, how much adversity they had to go through just to win that one measly title. Yeah. It's like you're going to be – It's why I say it's the most important NBA Finals one ever. It, it, I 100% agree with that statement. I 100% because it's going to be a while <laughs> before there's a repeat. A while? I don't think it'll ever happen again. <laughs> we might not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> What happens first? The Cavs win their next title or the Bengals win a Super Bowl? I don't even want to. Those are the worst odds for anything <laughs> ever. I mean, we could literally go stand outside in front of my house and get hit by lightning before that actually happens. Either of those happen. We could go get scratch-off tickets and probably win a nice mansion before yeah. that happens. <laughs> win the mansion lottery. <laughs> yes. I mean, but how many teams do you think are really – where am I going with this? So, okay, let's go back to Anthony Davis before we go into the tank conversation. We'll have the end of the show. So, are you, I mean, are you kind of in the defense of that you have a hard time giving up Brandon Ingram, even if you can get this, as you put it, the think, second best player in the world? I think you need to keep, I, I don't I don't really mind getting rid of Ingram, but I don't want to get rid of Ingram and Ball. I'd very well think that they could win with a Kuzma, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I, or even if they get a Kevin Durant, like it's a guy. I, I 100% agree with you. I just, I don't know. It's a lot to give up. 
But I guess you do. But this is Anthony Davis. This is an- this is a- this is Anthony Davis. I know it's a tough one for me. I guess I should just sit there and pull the trigger in my head, but I can't. I can't. Like there's just there's just a piece of me, and then thinking that Alfred Payton and his his hair is going to be on the. Well, what's Payton's contract? I mean, he he doesn't have a bad contract. No, no, no. He doesn't have a bad contract. I'm just. I think the thing too for the I Lakers. I just feel like, I feel like the Lakers deserve a better point guard. I think that's really where my where I'm going to in this. Oh, and they will have a better point guard. They will, whether Lonzo Ball develops or they get one of these Kemba Walker, Damian Lillard guys we've talked about. They're gonna get a better point guard. I don't think Magic Johnson will stop until he has one. So, if you were a betting man today, so he's got three mil. That's that's Alfred Payton's contract is three mil. He's on a biannual. Okay, okay. So, if you were a betting man today. Does Kawhi stay in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so I think he's kind of – I mean, I think you so got to think. So we're going to go ahead and assume that Magic Johnson missed out on both Paul George trades where they could have got him. Mm-hmm. Not, not a doubt in my mind. And Kawhi trades. Yeah, which is why I think he is really going to try to make Kevin Durant happen. So, so – but that's the other thing we're going to go to. So – you make that trade. You know, you you got your team. You you throw out Lonzo. KCP didn't want him anyway, or his dumb contract. Yeah, he's he's, that, he's probably. I mean, he hasn't been too bad. You go after you go after Kevin Durant, and then it it doesn't give a, it doesn't even freaking matter who you get as your point guard at that point. <laughs> I think so, you and I might be able to play point guard. So it it won't matter. Yeah, they'll just suit somebody. It could be it could be Ryan uh Archie Diakono. Archie Archie Dinaki. Yeah, him. <laughs> that guy. Gar's Gar's friend's son. <laughs> grit. <laughs> Hashtag grit. <laughs> I uh I think yeah, I think, you know, and here's the other thing that kind of is interesting about this Lakers team, unlike many LeBron teams in the past. They actually have draft picks. Which what? is nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, they're probably going to pick where they took, like, Mo Wagner. But I think that that's not, you know, too terrible. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I, you know, but I think overall, I think I'd have to say I would do it. If I have a chance to get Anthony Davis, all bets are off. The only person that's you've, not... You've, you know what? You've convinced me. The only person that would not be leaving the team if I could Anthony you, Davis you, is LeBron. You've convinced me this is not a bad trade rumor. This is a good one. Yes. We've, we've, you've changed my mind. I, that's what I'm here for. That's what you did. Yes. Okay. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some tanking teams. We'll be enjoying this one. Tank, 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 tank. So we talked a lot about the Chicago Bulls to start this episode, and how they don't know what they're doing at basketball at all, but they sell a lot of merchandise, so they're like, cool, we're fine. Um, they're part of this team that probably need to do this thing what we call in the NBA called tanking. I, I mean, I think that's, a, that's probably a, a term you're familiar with. It is. Yes. Um, and so what that is is they try not to win. It's a crazy, crazy thing. They try not to win. Why would someone want to lose? Zion Williamson. Okay. <laughs> If he's the prize, all right. Yes. I'm okay with tanking. Do we have, like, a, a, a hashtag yet? Like, a suck for Zion kind of, like, thing? <laughs> like, No, but that's going to that's gonna be my hashtag, though, from now on. <laughs> Lie down for Zion. <laughs> I know it doesn't rhyme, but there's got to be one out there. I'm sure someone's come up with it. I like lie down for Zion. That's great. <laughs> Don't play for RJ. Say no for Romeo. <laughs> so let's talk about the other teams that suck. Okay. So we were looking up the standings while we were off for a second, and I noticed that <laughs> every team in the West is great except for the Suns. Yes. I mean, the worst record. This is the this is seeded number fourteen, which is the Jazz. And let me just say this: they are, they are the fourteenth seed. They're the yeah. Yeah, the 14 seed right now, and they are five games out of first. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. So, and the Suns are way behind them. They're four and nineteen. Yeah, they're really and, bad. And like you said earlier in the show, they have no shot. They have already dug themselves into so much of a hole yes. that they cannot come back because the West is so flipping good this year. Yeah, and they have players I really like. Obviously, everyone likes Devin Booker. 
Um, and DeAndre Ayton, you know, Mikhail Bridges, who probably, you know, has a little bit of a shorter window because of his age, obviously. But a Phoenix Suns team that you add Zion Williamson to those guys immediately is really fun. Oh, yeah. Like, give me season tickets. I will fly from Cincinnati and stay for a week during your homestands. Sure. Like, why not? Sure, sure. So, another fun fun thing I was just saying. So, if the Jazz were playing in the Eastern Conference, they would be the seventh seed. <laughs> no. I mean, and they're, they're one game out of last. I mean, they're a few. Well, they're not yet. Yeah, there are a few games out of last place, obviously, because they're so far ahead. But that's that's fun. So let's talk about these other teams. So the Cavs. Yeah, they're done. Cavs are done. There's no way. They have fired Ty Lue. Yes. <laughs> First fired coach. I already forgot about this season. I had to bring him up because he's such a good coach. Kyle Korver just got traded. They're looking to probably flip Alec Burks when they can. So is Korver going to finish out his contract there? Is he getting bought out? I believe he's finishing out his contract in Utah. Okay, okay. Because uh, they, they, they wanted him. They wanted sure. him. Sure. I mean, that's where he was there for forever. Yeah. So before he went to Chicago. So, so okay. Good good deal. But I feel bad for any guy that gets drafted to them. Like, do you want – R.J. Barrett is going to be a very, very, very good NBA player. Yeah. Has, you know, per, has potential to be an all-star. Okay. Cleveland doesn't deserve him. Cleveland doesn't deserve anything. No, they they're don't. Like, they're like the Bulls. They deserve nothing. They deserve nothing. So they suck. The Cavs suck. Hawks suck. Yes. Let's talk about the Hawks a little bit. Yes. And they got Trey Young, who hasn't sucked. He's kind of sucked. He hasn't He hasn't sucked that much. He shoots like 14% from three. He was the rookie of the month this month. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It's not terrible. He's not. He's not a bad... He's not as bad as we thought he was going to be after his summer um, league. I think he's as bad as I thought he was going to be. You think he, you think he is? I think he's a really good facilitator, but for everyone, like, oh, my God, he's deaf. He can shoot. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Steph. I'm just saying he's in a, a good spot right now for him to do his thing. He shoots 25% from three. It doesn't matter. Yes. It's just, he's, he's a rookie. It doesn't matter. Okay, I do think he'll develop. I do think he'll get better. Yeah. But – that's a shitty place to try to get better. It is a shitty place to get better, but he's he's not – I think – I was under the impression he was going to come in and score six points a game. I was That was really my impression You thought of him. Jeremy Lin was going to start over him? I thought Jeremy – yeah, I really did. Like I thought he was a complete bust walking into the league. I thought he was going to – I thought that whole Luka Doncic stuff, like the trade and everything, I thought it was going to mentally get to him and everything, but it's still a bad trade. It Oh, 100%. 100%. Yes. I'm, yes. Not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not – He's not terrible. No. Okay. He's, he's He just can't shoot. He can't shoot right now, but he will. I think he's going to get better. So he's their one kind of bright spot. Also, they've got a few other guys on there. Let's talk about some of their guys. Who, John Collins. John Collins, solid piece. Mm-hmm. Not sure if he's going to be there in two years. Yeah, I hope not. So, you know. Unless they're good. A few other, you know, uh, Jeremy Lin came back this year, um, you know, after tearing his ACL, I believe. Yeah. That's so he he's he's back. So they're out. Oh, they're man. five and eighteen. Let's talk about the Knicks. Knicks are a little better this year. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, they're not still twelve games out of first. But <laughs> but but without Porzingis, Kevin Kevin Knox has had flashes. Yeah, he's, he's had been flashes. very fun. They have not had Porzingis at all. Enos Cantor still can't guard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean that that's always how it's been. And then we got the Nets. So and then the Wizards, which are going to get blown up on trade deadline. Okay, I'm going okay. to I'm going to say this, and I know I know how it's going to go, but I'm going to say like sure. all those teams we just mentioned, sure, all those like tankers, yeah. I think the best situation of any of those teams is the Brooklyn Nets. Oh yeah, I mean D'Angelo Russell. If I mean, they're talking, Carousel Burks coming back this year somehow because he yeah. didn't break anything. He didn't. He just dislo- They just popped that thing back into place. Yeah, it's back. His foot is reattached. So that, that's that's a that's a backcourt to be excited about for the future. They go – say they finish in the top five. They go get Romeo Langford. Sure. That's a fun team right there. Oh, yeah. If Jared Allen can just play a little bit of offense, just at least clean up the offensive boards. Like, if he can be like – I think if they can turn Jared Allen into a Tristan Thompson, I think that's totally fine. Oh, and he's he's on his way. Yeah. He's on his way. I would – he's he's going to be better than Tristan Thompson. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I'm, I worry about his – like. I, I say a lot of shit about Tristan Thompson, and I, I stand by a lot of it. Yeah. He's still a very good offensive rebounder. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the best thing of his game. 
here's here's my here's my fear about this new draft, this new uh, draft lottery situation. You know where we got these new draft lottery rules. I feel like the Heater are going to end up getting like, the number one pick. <laughs> How hilariously terrible would that be? That's my that's my terrible prediction. We haven't even right talked now. about them being a shitty team that needs a tank. They're they're also yeah, and they're and but they're, they have so many bad contracts. They have so many bad contracts, and they're uh, they're ten games out of first, and but they're they are one and a half games out of the playoffs right now. Yeah. So like now if the playoffs started, the Magic would be in the playoffs. I'm kind of cool with that. Fucking weird is that? <laughs> Honestly. I think the year that like Vucevic is having, he deserves to be in the playoffs. He should. He's, they also need to trade him now. Yeah. His trade value is is at top. He's having a renaissance season. And he's an expiring. So and he's like, an expiring, yeah. I mean, if they want to get somebody who can, like, you know, help him out, you know. But, you know, they got Bamba now. It's, yeah. You know, I don't. <laughs> I really wanted the Magic to be this year's all-athletic team. Just, like, strictly athletes on the floor. I just I don't know I just I just fear these new draft things. It's I know I know the whole part was to, the whole point of this was to kill tanking, but people are still going to tank. Oh, teams yeah. are still going to tank. More teams are going to tank. Yeah, because then now you have more chances to be the number. Like right now, like I said earlier, the Bulls have a fourteen percent chance to be have the number one pick in the draft. The same as the Suns. The same as the Cavaliers. Now, had this happened last year, what would be their chance? Probably not as good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't even want to think about what I would do if the Chicago Bulls had a chance to get Luka Doncic. Well, that's that's already done. We shouldn't think about that. We yes. should, we're looking forward. We're looking forward. I know, but you mentioned last year with their chances, so I had just thought, you know. So, are there some teams here that you think need to tank? Like Charlotte. The, so, Charlotte, you says you think that Charlotte needs to tank. They're currently sitting at seven. They're tied with the with the Magic. And they're just two below the Celtics. I know, I know, and like, I know what it says on paper that they very like, now look like a playoff team. And Kemba Walker is they are overachieving out their ass though, right now. Yes, I I'm, I don't think this is a Kemba Walker fluke by any means. Yeah, but if you put him in a situation where he can go somewhere like the Lakers, like we talked about earlier, sure, you know, you go get Josh Hart and a few other guys okay. per se. Um, I think you know, and then you can kind of. Try to open that door. Because you have young guys that you can really build with. I know Malik Monk is not shooting all that well right now. No. Uh, shout out to Kyle just giving me that stat literally 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, and then, but Miles Bridges, who has been really solid. Dwayne Bacon, you know, Devontae Graham. They have the all-college team. They do. They have the all-college team. They do. Yeah. And then they can go get like a Nasir Little to put with that team. So. Or a Jay Morant. Are we we're at a point though where we're saying that no team besides the Suns in the West should tank. No, I think all those teams should fight. Every every team should fight, and because it's gonna be it's gonna be just a dog fight till the end. Yeah, I mean, how many of those teams? I don't think all. I those... mean, the Kings need to get in the playoffs this year. By God, they they need won't. To get in there. But no, they won't. But they need to. Yeah, I mean, they need to find every way possible, like to make that pick as shitty as possible for the Celtics. Yeah, I think more or less to. Um, I don't necessarily think all those teams are, like, a player away. But they're yeah. all competitive. They're all talented. They all have a lot of things to be excited about. I mean, it's it's amazing to think the Kings and the Rockets have the same record right now. Yeah, I mean, the Denver Nuggets I mean, anybody, have been really good. The Nuggets have been great. Yeah. God, they've been really good this year. The Thunder had that really rough stretch to start the year, but since they've been on fire. Yeah. Like, Paul George looks like pre-leg injury Paul George in Indiana. Yeah, which which he should. It's which awesome. he should. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we've got... So we're saying we're saying Suns, we're saying Cavs, Bulls, Hawks, Knicks, Nets. You're saying also Charlotte, Wizards. D- dude, pretty get, much everyone in the East needs to take. Get Bradley Beal the hell out of there. Get him out of there. Like get, get him, him out of there. Yeah, get him somewhere where he can compete. Miami. <laughs> He's going to Miami. I mean, honestly, I just I know I just said I think Charlotte should tank. There's a lot of talk right now about Bradley Beal going to the Hornets. I don't like that. Kemba Walker, Bradley Beal. Get together. the tomb out of there. Yes. Get him out. The Wizards just need shitty contracts. I mean, Dwight's not going to play the rest of the year, it looks like. So he's 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 out for the whole season? I think that's what see the whole season. No, it's three to four months, which so, is basically the whole year. So did he actually sign a one year with them? Yes. Oh, so they're getting nothing for what they paid for him this season. Yes. God. What a career. I know. <laughs> like a weird Hall of Fame career. He's definitely a, he was one of the weirdest Hall of Fame careers ever. Like that John Oliver bit that we put in our front of our Wizards preview. Yeah. It's still my favorite thing ever. Yeah, he played nine games this year. Okay. And he he had 13-9 year. Okay. But 
I mean, you kind of knew, like, when they're like, the Wizards signed Dwight Howard, you're like, uh, how's this going to work out? Yeah. And John Wall, who's like, I'm, I'm fat. I don't even care I'm fat. <laughs> like, wakes up, he's like, oh, shit, I got to be practicing So they keep, they keep Wall, they get rid of Beal. I would, I mean, if I were the Wizards, I would keep Beal. But that's such a shitty franchise. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like they should be the Bullets. <laughs> I still, I still think the Wizards are like the shittiest name ever. I remember back in 1996 when I was in the sixth grade, there was a kid that I remember we were standing in line, you know, for something at school, and he had an Orlando Magic shirt at the time, and it had a wizard on it. And I remember thinking years later that the Magic were like the first ones with an actual wizard. Right. So is some sort of like logo T-shirt and and nothing. They got the bullets colors, but it says wizards, and it just reminds me of the Michael Jordan Wizards era, and it was terrible. So yeah, yeah. I, I I I still stand by my I want all these teams besides the Lakers because you can't all these teams that have moved somewhere and have a team name that doesn't make any sense with their city. I just want to go back to where they were. Yeah. Like, so, like, I want no, – no, we got the Hornets back. So that was that was mission so, one. So, so New Orleans Jazz is yes, going so to New happen. New Orleans Jazz needs to come back. Okay. Because the Utah Jazz doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. No. And I, There's no jazz music in Utah. No. 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 How many jazz clubs are in Utah? Right. Do you remember when Ella Fitzgerald was so excited to perform in Salt Lake? <laughs> no. No. That didn't happen. Right. Exactly. That didn't happen. But you put them in North. You, you make you know you can make the Utah Pelicans. I don't give a shit. Just get the friggin' like Pelican could be anywhere, right? Yeah, it could be like the. I feel like it should be something Bay Pelicans, right? You know, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Pelicans. That's like, fine. That sounds good. We could we could do that. Yeah, move them out and then just disband them have, and get rid of them. They're just stupid teenagers for their football and baseball team. So why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? We'll do yeah. it. We'll do it. Okay. I think we're at the point where we probably talk too much. We've talked way too much. Yeah. Let's end it. All right. So this has been this week's edition of 48 Minutes. I know we're a day early, uh, but with the Fred Hoiberg firing, we had to make sure we got this up as soon as possible because that's huge news, especially for us as Bulls fans. So any Bulls fans that want to kind of talk about this pain to us, like this Bulls Anonymous group, um, you can find Sean and I on Twitter at TimDaniel518. Is your Sean underscore Mackey? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that's us. And then, of course, the 48 Minutes Network account at 48 Minutes. Network without the vowels. Yes. Um, you can check out our website, 48minutesnetwork.com. That does have the vowels. And also our other shows, Mondays, Shot Callers, Sean, I mean, Kyle and Ben, killing it over there. Yep. Fridays, At Large Bid, Tim and Ryan, killing it over there. That's yep. me. Yeah. Um, Fresh Our College Basketball Show, where we kind of get you ready for games. We also talk about prospects, one in the draft. We're going to have our big board again this week that's going to be updated because I found more prospects that I like fell in love with. Okay. So other than that, guys, everyone have a good one. Take it easy.